What's up, everybody? My name is Athena, and you're here to listen to Vanished in the Valley. Today, we're going to talk about so-called smart dust, and I will let you guys know about a project that Bill Gates' evil has funded through John Hopkins University. So yeah, you know, that shit's all fucking bad. We have got some other random shit to talk about. We're going to talk about these really high excess mortality rates going on in England right now, and some random other shit. So sit back, get ready for this. First, let's talk about this smart dust. Basically, smart dust refers to wireless networks of a sub-millimeter scale, autonomous computing and sensing platforms, not larger than a grain of sand. So what we know about it, what is actually openly admitted about the smart dust is that they're devices that sense and record data about their environment, such as light, temperature, sound, presence of toxins or vibrations, and transmit that data wirelessly to larger computer systems. Now, <laughs> where could that go wrong? I just don't even fucking know. Especially if Bill Gates is evil has funded this. You know there's some nefarious ass shit going on with his version of the smart dust. John Hopkins University admitted the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation gave them $870 million to develop a smart dust called Theragrippers. Now, check out how this fucking shit is described. Inspired by a parasitic worm that digs its sharp teeth into the host's intestines, John Hopkins researchers have designed a tiny star-shaped micro devices that can latch into intestinal mucosa and release drugs into the body. And this shit is smaller than a grain of sand. Apparently, the Theragrippers are made of metal and a thin, shape-changing film that is then coated in a heat-sensitive paraffin wax. The devices, each roughly a size of a dust speck, can potentially carry any drug and release it gradually into the body. Now, imagine these fucking devices being as small as fucking dust. You could breathe that shit in and not even have a clue. So when I was doing research for this subject, I actually found a very interesting article from 2005 put out by UC Berkeley, who at that point was being funded by DARPA. Now just sit back and fucking listen to this bullshit. According to the UC Berkeley article, they are researching ways and methods for deploying the quote unquote smart dust. One technique involves the use of tiny unmanned aircraft that would spray molecules over an area like a miniature crop duster and then relay the resulting information back to a base station. So this shit is being funded by DARPA. This is back in the early 2000s and they already have these sensors that are as small as a speck of dust. They're already saying, fuck yes, we're going to deploy this shit from airplanes. Imagine how far the technology has come since then. UC Berkeley was even kind enough to list potential uses like military include tracking enemy troop movements from above and detecting chemical warfare agents in the air. You know that's going to be fucking kind of the reverse. They're probably going to be or probably already have put chemical agents on these smart dust molecules and deployed them wherever the fuck they want. Don't think they want to do that to us because I'm pretty sure that's probably already happening. I know a lot of people like to say geoengineering and K-1 
chemtrails aren't a thing. They're not fucking real. And like I've said before, I'm not saying every fucking streak in the sky is a chemtrail, but I'm saying there are a lot more up there than most people think. And you kind of have to ask yourself the question, why would DARPA be funding this type of research? If you need a little refresher course on what DARPA is, it stands for Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency. And their website is www.darpa.mil, you know, as in military. So why would DARPA be giving millions of dollars to UC Berkeley to develop this technology? I guarantee you it's not to treat irritable bowel disease like the excuse John Hopkins gave for developing this shit, you know, the one funded by Bill Gates is evil. So you have to think, Bill Gates is throwing hella money into this, DARPA's throwing hella money into this. What happened last time these two motherfuckers got together and started funding shit? Oh, that's right, we had Kabobo 19 and the Kabobo jobs. So you have to look at what these nasty, crazy motherfuckers are doing and probably try to think of the worst case scenario and you might be close to target or right the fuck on. Now back to DARPA for one second. On August 22nd through the 24th of 2003, this year, DARPA is putting on what's called the ERI, E-R-I 2.0 Summit. And E-R-I stands for Electronics Resurgence Initiative. And let me just give you a brief description of what this is going to be about. The Electronics Resurgence Initiative, DARPA's response to national level microelectronics concerns, is designed to ensure U.S. leadership in cross-functional next-generation microelectronics research, development, and manufacturing. ERI 2.0 seeks to reinvent domestic microelectronics manufacturing for national security and to sustain U.S. technological dominance. This forum brings together leaders from government agencies, the defense industrial base, and prestigious universities to share diverse perspectives on our domestic semiconductor industry, national economic and supply chain security, and future research direction. So like I said at the beginning of our little smart dust talk, the UC Berkeley article was written in the early 2000s. And now, 2023, DARP is having a smart dust summit that is going to game up, I guess, these leaders about all the fucking shit they can do to terrorize their citizens, spy on other people, spy on their citizens, just you name it, some nefarious ass shit. And I'm sure people are going to call me a crazy conspiracy theorist, but I don't give a fuck. DARPA has a nasty track record, and I can't believe anybody would trust anything these fuckers develop or fund research on. Moving back in time a bit to the 1970s, Apparently, there was a project back then, and they scattered sensors across the San Francisco Bay Area as an experiment of packaged communication, and this was in 1973. There were several applications of smart dust, including surveillance, inventory control, smart office spaces, and interfaces for the disabled. Another interesting article I found about this uh, quote-unquote smart dust or neural dust, whatever you want to call it, was on a site called prepareforchange.net, and the article was written in 2016. So according to this article, smart dust has been developed for the brain, which is establishing a brain-computer interface. The system is officially called neural dust and works to, quote, monitor the brain from the inside. 
The inventors are attempting to overcome the hurdle of how best to implant sensors that can remain over the course of one's life. So this article is basically kind of quoting researchers at Berkeley. So now this is 16 years later and UC Berkeley is still at the forefront of this research. Now here's an excerpt of a statement put out by the UC Berkeley researchers. A network of tiny implantable sensors could function like an MRI inside the brain, recording data on nearby neurons and transmitting it back out. The smart dust particles would all contain an extremely small sensor capable of measuring electrical activity in the nearby neurons. The researchers envision a piezoelectric material backing the CMOs capable of generating electrical signals from ultrasound waves. So as I was reading this, I'm like, what the fuck is piezoelectrical? So check this shit out. Piezoelectricity refers to electric charge that accumulates in certain solid materials, such as crystal, ceramics, bone, DNA, and proteins. Check this part out. The process would also work in reverse, allowing the dust to beam data back via high-frequency sound waves. The neural dust would also be coated with polymer. I mean, they're literally just like laying it out. They're like, yeah, we're fucking doing this research of this shit. You're not even going to know you're inhaling and... We'll be able to beam messages <laughs> through fucking sound waves into shit that's getting stored in your brain. Now, do you guys remember when we all got called fucking crazy conspiracy theorists for talking about how there were certain ingredients in the kabobo jab that could cross the blood brain barrier and then get stored in the brain? And later on, studies came out saying these particular materials could actually be stimulated by certain sound waves. And some people even said 5G. So that's a whole other fucking rabbit hole. But if in 2016, they're literally saying we have this shit that is so small, you will never know you've inhaled it. And once it gets into your brain, we can manipulate your fucking thoughts, whatever, with sound waves. It sounds sort of like the uh, directed energy weapons or the weapon of God where they implant voices in your head and make you think you're fucking having some religious experience. I mean, the more you know. Hopefully we have some really smart motherfuckers that are on our side that is going to come up with some sort of protection against these neural dust, aka smart dust, something. Because you could inhale that shit and not even know it until suddenly you're fucking hearing Anderson Cooper's voice in your head telling you to go get fucking booster number 63. All fucking bad, guys. All bad. But check that shit out. It's a super deep rabbit hole. You can go off in the DARPA angle. You can go off in the fucking Bill Gates is evil angle. There's just a lot of information out there. And it makes me wonder if this much information is public now. Imagine the shit they're not telling us. Imagine how far this technology has come. Kind of fucking scary, right? Now we need to talk about the winners of the banking crisis. I'm sure you guys have all heard about the banks that are fucking sinking and FDIC is going in and they're going to fix everything. Well, it turns out BlackRock is the actual winner of this orchestrated banking crisis. So apparently the U.S. government has turned to BlackRock to clean up the $114 billion banking bullshit crisis. The FDIC has handed over Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank to BlackRock. And if you don't remember who BlackRock is, they are the champions of ESG. 
And a little side note, if you don't know what ESG is, it stands for Environmental, Social, and Governance. I've actually seen videos of Larry Fink, Fink the fucker, talking on TV about how they want to force certain behaviors that are in line with their ESG, which is basically like the precursor to social credit scores. Hell, a days ago, I did an episode about BlackRock and Vanguard and all of the companies that they control. And this was everything from like grocery stores to just like name brand shit you wouldn't even think about. And of course, all of these little smaller companies that are owned by BlackRock and Vanguard were forcing their employees to get the Kabobo job. And what's pretty fucking hilarious, it was the Federal Reserve and JP Morgan who caused this whole most recent banking crisis. And if you look into BlackRock, who owns it and all of that shit, it's really difficult to research. But shocker, not shocker, you can find lots of roads leading back to the Davos crew and World Economic Forum. A lot of people are saying that BlackRock is scooping up all these failed banks so they can get that whole too big to fail status that the U.S. government likes to give out to different corporations that are fucking the ordinary people around. But as it stands right now, it kind of seems like JP Morgan is benefiting the most from this latest fucking banking fiasco. They're basically like picking up assets and different banks, stocks, whatever, for pennies on the dollar. Federal Reserve Bank is happy to help because their goal is to eliminate cash and create a digital only US dollar. Just like I've been fucking screaming from the rooftops about for a few years now. Digital bank central currency is coming. This is not a conspiracy theory. Fucking President Brandon has put out a couple of press releases talking about how the feds are developing it, that form of payment as we speak. If they get rid of real hard cash coin and put everything digital, imagine the control they can have over your daily lives. Now, side note about BlackRock. It is not a bank and it doesn't actually own any banks. BlackRock basically just buys up stocks that are undervalued or like in this case, the fucking bank or whatever, the company has crashed. So they're picking up these shares for pennies on the dollar. I'd say at this point, BlackRock is so deeply embedded in the US government that they could pretty much get away with whatever the fuck they want. So that's something to keep your eye on. See what BlackRock is fucking doing. See what Vanguard is doing. Because I promise you, this is leading nowhere good. And since we are on the subject of digital banking, I came across a story from back in February 2023. And the title reads, Britain's face 20,000 digital pound cap under the Bank of England plan. So what the fuck? What happens if you have more than 20,000 pounds? What, are they just going to take it away from you? How does that even fucking work? And why would there be a cap on it? This doesn't seem to be raising enough alarm bells with everybody in the world, because I guarantee you, this is coming to all of Western civilization. The excuse Britain's government gave as to why there should be a limit is, quote, we propose a limit of between 10,000 pounds and 20,000 pounds per individual as the appropriate balance between managing risks and supporting wide usability of digital pounds. Apparently what they're saying, what would happen to money that goes, quote, above their fucking ridiculous digital cap, they're saying it would be swept into a customer's commercial bank account given that a digital pound 
would not be a means for storing wealth. Quote, at the other end, you could say, I need a little wallet full of internet cash to buy things on Amazon. This is such a fucking scam, and I can't believe this isn't glaringly obvious to every human on the planet. And there's been enough warning. There's been enough warning with all of this shit, but the NPCs just keep marching us off this cliff of no return. For all the people that are in Europe, don't think they're going to forget about you. The European Union is going to publish a draft law in May this month, setting out legal framework for a potential digital euro. So they're going to try to implement this shit across the world. I know they tried doing it in Nigeria and people protested and burned shit down, but I don't think it actually changed anything. These fucking psycho megalomaniacs have a death grip on the entire world. And they're going to continue to squeeze because most people are asleep at the wheel. It's fucking infuriating. While we're on the topic of the clown show going on in Britain, I found this story on the mirror.co.uk. The title reads, Brits are dying in their tens of thousands, and we don't really have any idea why. So tens of thousands more Brits died than usual from May to December 2022, and that is excluding COVID as a cause of death. Over 32,000 Brits were expected to be alive at this point, but just uh, kind of died suddenly. And the press and the fucking political twats over there, I don't know what's going on. Climate change and winter vagina are at it again. We even have professors at Oxford saying that, oh, it's because the population is getting older. The population is getting fatter. Well, fool, that shit didn't just happen over the last year. People getting older for holidays, and I think the wastes have been expanding for decades. So it's just ridiculous they're going to try to put all those 32,000 excess deaths on being old or being fat. Get fucked. One of the most notable causes behind the number of excess deaths were ischemic heart disease. So <laughs> definitely has nothing to do with the kabobo shot, you guys. Just keep listening to the fucking mainstream media and these brilliant professors at Oxford. I'm sure they have your best interests in heart. I mean, I'm, I know they did back in 2020 when they locked your asses up and the politicians went out partying and shit. So yeah, just keep listening to that. I really hope you guys did not take those fucking death jobs. And if you did, check out the natokinase. There is really promising research showing that it does break up the spike protein. So look into that shit as soon as possible. Now it's time to put the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists on blast because they're blood-sucking parasites. This organization took $11 million from the CDC to promote COVID-19 vaccinations as, quote, safe and effective for pregnant women. What's kind of fucking hilarious is there was literally no research that showed that they were safe or effective for pregnant women. So why would this organization, like the main fucking OBGYN college, be pushing this shit on women who are pregnant with no with nothing to back it up. Like, why? Why do that? Are you guys really so fucking greedy that you're like, oh, fuck all these women. Fuck their un unborn babies. I want $11 million from the CDC's blood fund. Apparently, documents obtained through a Freedom of Information Act request revealed that the CDC and the ACOG entered into multiple, quote, cooperative agreements to carry out work largely designed and controlled by the CDC and contingent on the ACOG's adherence to the CDC's policy on COVID-19 infection and control. 
Now, a little side note about the ACOG. It's, quote, the premier professional membership organization for obstetricians and gynecologists with more than 60,000 members across the United States. The grants basically supported the development of social media communication strategies, toolkits supporting effective COVID-19 vaccination conversations between doctors and patients, and the hiring of a global public health communications firm, APCO Worldwide, to produce various communication materials. Check out this little side note. From December 2020, when the vaccines first came out on the market, through July 21st, 2021, the ACOG held a neutral position on vaccination during pregnancy, recommending that pregnant women, quote, be free to make their own decision regarding COVID-19 vaccination. Fast forward to July 30th. Uh, suddenly, the ACOG decides to fucking reverse their neutral stance and recommend vaccination for all pregnant women. The ACOG, quote, recommends that all eligible persons aged six months and older, including pregnant and lactating individuals, receive a COVID-19 vaccine or vaccine series and a booster. That's just absolutely mind-blowing that these disgusting, soulless twats care so much more about money than they do about destroying lives, like straight up. Do you know how many women spontaneously aborted after getting these fucking Kabobo shots? And how many babies died just from nursing for a mother that had been recently vaccinated? This fucking organization, the premier organization, recommended this with no scientific study to back up their position. The only thing they had to back up their position was propaganda and fucking blood money. Now check this part out. Dr. James Thorpe, board-certified obstetrician, gynecologist, and maternal fetal medicine physician, who I've actually talked about a few times before, said that he thought it was particularly troubling that the regulatory agencies and medical associations were aware of the risks to pregnant women, and yet they pushed these vaccines anyway. According to Thorpe, red flags in Pfizer's data regarding the possible adverse effects of the vaccines for pregnant women were leaked in 2021. He said they had the data, so they must have said, okay, we're not going to be transparent with the data. We're going to denigrate their data and our own data, which was theirs and <laughs> Pfizer's own fucking data, you guys. He goes on to say they basically spent $13 billion on psychological operations, fifth generation war, to convince everybody in the world that it's safe and effective and necessary in the most vulnerable populations, pregnant women, pre-born and newborn babies, and the next most vulnerable population, children. And here we are, 2020 fucking three, halfway through the year, and no one's been held accountable. Fucking clown world extraordinaire. It's change of subject time. So I don't know if you guys have seen the news, but Elon Musk, you know, the whole fucking beacon of freedom of speech that everybody fucking thought for days, has installed a new Twitter CEO. And just check this shit out. This bitch is part of the World Economic Forum. No shit. And if you go to the World Economic Forum site, they've actually been like washing away all of her history with them. But of course, the web archive does not forget. So now I hope it's like very fucking clear to people that Elon Musk is not our friend. He is not on our side. Wake the fuck up. So while we're talking about fucking Elon Musk and Twitter and all that shit, let me just tell you about who Twitter's top five shareholders are. 
Number one, the Vanguard Group. They have 82.4 million shares, representing a 10.3% stake in the company. Elon Musk obviously has 73.5 million Twitter shares, representing a 9.2% stake in the company. Morgan Stanley, 67 million shares, which is an 8.4 stake in the company. We can't forget BlackRock because they have 52.1 million shares, representing a 6.5% stake. Then we have State Street Corporation, 36.4 million shares, which is 4.5% stake in the company. Now, like we were just talking about, BlackRock and Vanguard are all fucking bad. And Elon just happens to be all wrapped up with these motherfuckers with Twitter. And now he's elected a World Economic Forum stooge. I don't know what other evidence needs to be presented to make people wake the fuck up. Elon does not give a fuck about free speech. Elon does not give a fuck about the fucking middle class. Okay, you guys, he is on their side. He is not on our side. I wish more people would realize this and stop fucking hero worshiping this twat. I kind of think it's hilarious that people are like hero worshiping fucking Tucker Carlson too. Where the fuck was his voice back in 2020? When us crazy conspiracy theorists were trying to fucking warn our families and our friends like, hey, maybe maybe it should slow your roll on getting that fucking bioweapon injected to you. Where the fuck was he then? He didn't jump on this quote unquote conspiracy bandwagon until enough other people had woken up and his fucking handlers at Fox News thought he could draw in enough viewers. Tucker Carlson is not on our side. He is a little trust fund baby just like Elon. And now apparently Elon is going to publish, promote, produce, whatever the fuck you want to call it, a Tucker Carlson show on Twitter. Like, come the fuck on. This shit is staged as fuck. And Tucker Carlson's a douchebag, like straight up douchebag. So yeah, (laughs) that's all I have to say about that. Fuck that guy. Actually, fuck both those guys. Now we have to move on to some disturbing news. Straight up disturbing to your bone marrow. Fucked up next level shit. The Pope calls sex abusers, quote, children of God and deserving of love. Apparently, he made these comments last month during a private meeting with a group of Jesuit priests in Hungary, but they were only published Tuesday by an Italian Jesuit journal. What is with like all of these different groups around the world trying to say pedophilia is okay or pedophiles deserve love? or is just a sexual orientation. There is a fat push for this bullshit right now. And the Pope, like, come on, fool, you just saying that because like 90% of your priests are diddling little boys and girls. You're not fucking sly. We know about it. We know you've paid out billions of dollars from your organization to settle lawsuits. And I guarantee you that was just like the tip of the iceberg. But a lot of the victims are dead. I bet a lot of the victims didn't even want to like rehash old memories So they got a fucking super cheap, if you ask me. And now this fucker wants to like, oh, they're children of God. They deserve love. No, motherfucker, they deserve a rope around their neck and a stool kicked out from under their feet. This is why I can't fucking do organized religion. Crazy shit like this. Like, how is this? Ugh, whatever. (laughs) All bad. Fuck the Pope. And while we're talking about the fucking Jesuits, a survivor of ritual abuse has stated... The Jesuits oversee a worldwide center for infant and child sex trafficking, which is located in South Amsterdam in the Netherlands. South Amsterdam, known as, quote, Sim City to pedophiles and decadence in Europe, 
is where the largest brokers in the sex industry live. And that part 100% is true. Out of all the fucking child exploitation material on the internet, something about like 90% comes out of the Netherlands. So the brokers regularly send out agents throughout the world targeting China, where female infants are often just given them for free. They go to Asia, Malaysia, Ukraine, and Euro-Russia. The survivor says a common misconception is that sex slaves are mostly female. In Amsterdam, both male and female infants and children are equally brought back and sold, since pedophiles unfortunately seek both. According to the SRA survivor, once in Amsterdam, the brokers come and inspect the infants and children. They then place bids on them. Based upon the infamous, quote, brokers list, which lists the current black market value of these children as if they were fucking, I don't know, a table or some shit. You guys, the sex trade in Amsterdam brings in billions of dollars every year. And that's kind of because the high price placed on infants and children with, quote, specialized training in sexual skills. It's fucking disgusting. These kids are often auctioned at the highest exclusive auction houses of Europe, where they are purchased for the wealthiest families in Europe. Apparently, there are auction houses in Brussels, Belgium, Berlin, Germany, Amsterdam, Geneva, Moscow, and other locations. There's rumors that the largest one actually exists in Paris. As with most ritualized sexual abuse, proving it is very hard because people involved in this shit have a lot of money. They have a lot of power. And some of the claims just like to most people sound so fucking outlandish that they say to themselves, oh, that couldn't really exist. This is just a crazy person talking. I'm fucking telling you guys this shit exists. You should check out Ted Gunderson, who is an ex-FBI agent. See what he has to say about it. The Jesuits are just one organization and only one in the Catholic Church that have been accused of child sex trafficking for decades. This is not a new accusation. This shit has been around forever. If you ever want to be fully fucking disturbed, check out conspiracy theories on the Jesuits. That shit goes back more than a thousand years. And the conspiracy theories range from anywhere that technically the black pope is the pope in control. The Jesuits have more money than any other organization in the world. I mean, there's about fucking 20, 50 different rabbit holes you can go down just about the Jesuits. It's kind of fucking scary. And even if like 10% of the conspiracy theories are true about this organization... It's a fucking nightmare, you guys. A fucking nightmare. Now it's time for the part of the podcast where we get rid of all this doom and gloom shit and talk about some fun shit I'm doing coming up. So me and Garrett got an inflatable kayak because of these little lakes slash ponds, whatever the fuck you want to call them, turquoise lagoons. We wanted to fucking kayak around them. And so we got a inflatable kayak. It had great reviews on Amazon. So we're like, fuck it, let's try it out. So I'm hoping Saturday or maybe next weekend we can get out there and start exploring these little lagoons. And I swear, I, <laughs> I'm going to bring my camera. I will get fucking pictures of this turquoise paradise because this place has no right to exist right here in the middle of bumfuck nowhere. Looks like it should be up in like some Alps in Switzerland or some shit like that. Oh, and a little side note. I was like, dude, we are not getting a kayak if we do not get life jackets. And I don't know if I've ever told this story on the podcast, but the first time I ever went kayaking, 
I actually put a life jacket on as an afterthought because I'm a strong ass swimmer. I've been swimming since I was a baby. Well, thank God I fucking did because that shit straight up saved my life. Uh, It was my first time. I fucked up by using a lake kayak in a river that had like just flooded recently. So there was hella debris and it was early May. So the water was like 50 degrees and my dumbass goes into this fucking kayak fully dressed and with shoes. And in no time I got flipped the fuck out into that cold ass water that steals your breath. And I could feel the current pulling me down and I could barely keep my head above water even swimming as strong as I possibly could and with the life jacket. I definitely would have drowned that day and died. So motherfuckers, if you're going to go play out in the water, bring a goddamn life jacket. It just may save your life. All right, guys, that's about it for this week's episode. I do have to say what's up to our top three downloading states. We have Georgia in first place, California in second, and New York in third. That's what's up, Georgia. I've seen you guys lurking around the front page a few times, but this is the first time I believe I've seen you guys in first. So I appreciate the downloads, you guys. Hit me up at vanishedinthevalley at gmail.com or go over to my Reddit sub, which is r slash vanishedinthevalley. As far as our international peeps, we have the UK, Canada, Australia, and New Zealand. What's up, people? I am so appreciative that you guys listen to my podcast every week and you come over and talk to me, my random fucking Instagram posts and Reddit sub and all that shit. If you guys have a rabbit hole I need to explore, please send it my way. Or if you want any of the documents I ever talk about, just hit me up and I'll gladly send them to you. But until next week, you guys, be aware and don't forget your pepper spray. Ciao, ciao.